Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie. And I got another another new slogan to try out on you that my brother from across the pond sent to me, Dan Bone from Podcast on Haunted Hill. You've heard me bring him up before. And he sent one that says, Dr. Movie, the show where the doctor is always in his car. I kind of like that one. Playing off the uh, Hellraiser 2, the doctor is in his car. <laughs> So, uh, who knows? That might be uh, one that I stick with as well. I've got several good ones still looking, though. Uh, there's no reason I can have, can't have more than one. So, uh, continuing on with our baddies at school, our disruptive 80s punks, I guess you'd say, our bullies, the bullies series, I guess we could call this. Here's one that uh, I totally missed when it came out, but have become a fan of in the past, I don't know, four or five years. And it's a great opportunity to drop this one in. I've been trying to figure out a way to bring this one into the fold. First of all, it's got Adam Baldwin in it, which I'm a big fan of. I like pretty much anything he's in. Matter of fact, he's probably going to be in another movie that follows right after this one I'm going to talk about. And um, this one's called 315, The Moment of Truth, mostly known as just 315. So it's almost like 3 o'clock high. But it's 15 minutes later. <laughs> no, what, what the story is, is, uh, you know, 315 is when when the big battle is going to happen after school, in the school. So uh, let's talk about this in a little bit. I've got a synopsis here. The, the Cobras are a vicious street gang and uh, rule with an embattled high school with their violent brand of terror. But they're headed for a showdown when an ex-gang member goes good challenges their brutal attacks, right? So, yeah, Adam Baldwin is a part of the group. So we got the Cobra Kais, right? Well, these guys are just the Cobras. And, you know, they're bullies. They boss everybody around. And just like class of 1984, they're running dr a drug business in the school. And that's pretty much the cover-up for everything they do. When the movie starts off, you're seeing the Cobras going to go fight for some turf, right? Somebody's on their turf causing a bunch of trouble. And Adam Baldwin who's our main character in this, is, uh, he's one of the Cobras. His name's Jeff Hanna in the movie. And, uh, they go and take care of business with this group of guys and they get, the majority of the other group gets in the back of a, like a Toyota pickup truck and rides off. And one guy gets left behind. And the leader of this group, the Cobras, name is Cinco. And he wants to be the be-all bad dude of the bunch, right? So he decides he pulls out a pocket knife or a switchblade and wants to just carve this guy up, right? Just to make a statement. And Adam Baldwin's like, look, you know, this has gone far enough. We don't we don't need to hurt this guy. Let's let's turn him loose. And Cinco don't like that. And the guy gets up and tries to get away. And Cinco throws his switchblade and hits the dude in the back and it stabs him. I think it kills him. It's hard to really tell. But it definitely stabs him. And then uh, Jeff Hanna, uh, Adam Baldwin, takes his jacket off. That's a cobra jacket. Throws it on the ground and walks away. And he leaves the gang life, right? So there's already this bad blood there of you don't turn your back on the cobras. So now you're just an enemy for life. Well, ironically... They all go to the same school together. 
even though they're a, a gang. Again, this whole gang philosophy of running drugs and everything and still being in high school just amazes me that this is a storyline. Not to say that drugs aren't sold in school. They, they definitely are. But for there to be a gang that's that's in charge of this and they're all, you know, late 20s, I don't know. It's a little questionable. But anyways, uh, Adam Baldwin ends up falling for uh, a girl named Sherry, who's played by Debbie Foreman, Deborah Foreman. Uh, you may know her from Valley Girl, My Chauffeur. Um, so that's another bonus for this movie because I'm a fan of hers as well. I, I like all the stuff that she's in. And I think the two of them have pretty good chemistry together. But uh, she's a, a preppy, right? She's a valley girl. And uh, not necessarily a valley girl, but definitely a prep that hasn't been around any kind of violence. And this is definitely inner school. And this school is something else, right? So 1984, you had one gang that was kind of running everything. In this one, you've got like everybody's in a gang. It's They're all different kinds of gangs. Your, your, your black guys have a gang. Your Hispanic guys have a gang. Your uh, Asian guys have a, a Taekwondo gang. You know, then it's all coming to a head at this place, right? But they all know the Cobras kind of run everything, right? And, they're, and they all respect that. They're all scared of the Cobras. So there's the 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 kettle point right there that's going to blow up in your face, right? Is all these groups are there, but they're all afraid of the Cobras. Well, uh, the principal sets up a, a big sting operation to catch Cinco and the guys delivering the drugs. Catch them with the drugs in their hands, right? So they bring in some undercover officers, and they've got cop cars surveilling the place, and they, they hit them when they're going to lockers and dropping off the drugs into people's, you know, lockers. And um, all the Cobras are on the run, and they run towards the uh, the locker room, where Jeff Hanna is, which is Adam Baldwin, he just got out of the shower. He's living a clean life, straightening his life out, and, uh, you know, leaves the gang life behind him. But because he uh, used to be part of the fold, he's standing there at his locker in nothing but a towel. And uh, Cinco runs by and throws a big bag of drugs at him and says, here, hide this. And Jeff knocks it away and knocks it on the ground and says, I don't want that crap. So the cops see this happen, so he doesn't cover for him. And so the cops pick up Cinco and put him in jail, but they're going to hold him for so long. But he threatens Jeff at that point, you're a dead man. I'm coming after you. So the bad blood from before is one part of it. But now, you know, you've led him to being arrested by the cops, all this kind of stuff. So that's this movie set up. And from there on, it's it's, you know... Uh, the principal is trying to get Jeff Hanna to to you know be a narc and tell that he he you know that they had the drugs and they're the ones behind it all, and he won't rat on them right because he doesn't he don't want any part of it. He's trying to walk away and keep a clean slate. He don't want to get involved because he knows if he says something, it's just going to make things worse, right? So that's kind of where he stands and all this stuff. And all the other gangs at the school all know this too. They know that Jeff Hanna was pretty much the toughest guy in the Cobras, right? So nobody wants to mess with him either. But they, they respect that he's trying to stay clean. And uh, this just leads to uh, them trying to convince 
Jeff Hanna, the principal and the, the police and everybody to basically basically squeal and and tell the facts that way they can lock him up for good. And again, you know, Jeff doesn't want any part of that. He just wants to be live a normal life. Him and Sherry have a good relationship. They're madly in love. And he don't want to disrupt any of that, right? He's got his life on the right path. Well, the problem is, is the other people in the gang get out and they start warning him that as soon as Cinco gets out, you're a dead man. And they start messing with him at the school. They try to strangle him. They they try to, they mess with him while he's like lifting weights and just, you know, trying to scare him. And uh, they're convinced that he squealed, but he did not. And, uh, the bad part about this is even even the leader of the cops sees that the principal is willing to sacrifice a good student to get rid of the bad students. So he's he's hanging Jeff out there on the line to try to get rid of the baddies. And, you know, that's just not good from the, from the principal standpoint, right? Or we wouldn't want it to be. Well, at the end of it, it all comes down to Cinco gets out of jail. And he, and he tells his guys to go send a message and uh, tell them that uh, at 3.15, it's on. Now, in order to do that, they basically get uh, Sherry beat up and put in the hospital to send a message, right? So, of course, that's going to make Jeff even more upset that now his girl has been involved. And she, again, wants nothing to do with it. You know, uh, a couple of guys, when they get out of jail, they come up during lunchtime and kind of mess with Sherry there, too. And, of course, Jeff gets up and goes over and, and, you know, tries to take care of business there at that point. And it shocks Sherry because she sees a side of Jeff that she never saw before. She got to see this violent side of him that can really take care of business. And she doesn't like it. And... um so she decides basically at that point to kind of break up with him because she doesn't want to be involved. But uh, I think she comes around to thinking differently whenever she gets attacked and beat up real bad by uh, all the girls. There's, there's a group of girls that pretty much uh, do all the dirty work for the Cobras. And uh, they take her in the bathroom and, and beat her up pretty bad. One of them pulls out a stick of lipstick, and when she turns it up, you know, for the lipstick to come out is actually a blade. And she was going to use that blade on her, and Jeff breaks in there just in time to break all that up and get her out of there and get her to the hospital. And she has a change of heart at that point. And uh, so, yeah, 315. They lock the school down. The school is shut. But the parking lot is full, and they've got it barricaded where everybody just hangs out in the parking lot. And so it's that's a weird situation, too, to where the school is locked up and they've barricaded, you know, the parking lot, but, but the parking lot's full because they know this is going to happen. So Jeff Hanna goes and busts into a window to break into the school and the Cobras break in through one of the fences in the back with a crowbar and we get the big showdown and it's good. It's really good. Uh, you also get somebody else that steps up that you don't expect to, uh, there's also a couple of buddies that are Jeff's buddies, right? And they're the whole time they're like, well, one of them's like, I, I say we just we get us a, a team together, we go in there and we just we take care of business, right? So this one is always talking about let's take care of it now. That way later on they won't mess with us, right? Well, when it comes time to put up or shut up, 
And Jeff shows up at, you know, about 312. He tries to call his buddy and say, hey, are you going to come help me out? And when he calls, his mom answers and says, no, he's home in bed and he's got a fever and wants to try to call him tomorrow. And the dude's sitting right there hearing the whole conversation. So he chickened out and left Jeff hanging, right? So Jeff don't think about it. He just goes on and takes care of business by himself. Oh, I forgot to mention, Mario Van Peoples is in this. And he's the leader of, of the Black Gang, which look very, I don't want to say Black Pantherish, but they're wearing more camo type outfits, but they are wearing the berets and stuff like that. So it's a cool look for, for Mario. We've seen him wear it several times. And even even Jeff Hanna at this point even asked him, hey, you, do you mind helping out? And they're like, no, man. Not our battle. <laughs> so even though it's that mentality of if everybody, if all these gangs would get together and take care of the Cobras, then you've eliminated this problem for the whole school, for everybody there. And that's kind of the point you kind of walk away with is, man, if they would all team up together, this problem is solved. But only one man is brave enough to do it, and it's Jeff Hanna. And he goes in there, and like I said, uh, I, don't, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, you can watch this actually on YouTube. This is not on Tubi, but you can find this on, on YouTube. Um, I want to give a shout out to Neil Lemoy, right? My buddy, Nudie. I don't know if he's listening or not, but uh, he has hooked me up to where I pretty much got access to everything that he's got a hold of. And, and he's got an incredible collection of movies. So he helps me out uh, without him even really knowing it. So Nudie. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, you know I'm talking to you. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of how I check this one out. But there is a copy on, on YouTube that you can watch. I really recommend this movie. If, if you're enjoying these other ones, I mean, it is right there with, with the, the same uh, idea of what these other movies are. This is a solid flick, too. So I'm really enjoying this run of them because these are all really good, solid flicks that have that 80s flair that, I just love. And the soundtracks are always good. We've got, you know, montage songs going on and stuff because that's it's the 80s, right? Uh, I'm going to give this a strong four out of five. Uh, almost a five out of five with this one. This, this one's one of my favorites when it comes to these kind of flicks. So uh, highly recommend it. You should check it out. Don't waste your time. Uh, go and check it out immediately, right? <laughs> That sounded funny. That's not what I meant. Don't waste your time. Don't waste any time not going checking out this movie, right? You need to see it ASAP. So there you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed this one. If you got recommendations or if you know some other movies that I'm missing that belongs in this category of the the, the, the 80s bullies movies, right? Let me know because I want to check them out. I love these flicks. Folks, till then, we will check you later.